We're here and live. Then give us a it's the M Squared Podcast. With your host, I'm Dan Ryan. Mikey Bluefield. And Anthony Rapp. What are you doing? I don't know why I said Mikey, but I'm going with it. Thank Whoa, you, Dan. That was a very hard stop. Well played, well played. So before this gets any worse, let's get in. Uh, welcome to M Squared. We are here today with our co-host Mikey Bloomfield and Anthony Rapichulo, and also our our guest uh, from nonprofit Staten Island, Tatiana Arguela. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So on M Squared, what we'd like to do is talk a little bit about building brands and locally here in our market specifically where the ideas came from, why are they unique? We know that you just went through and took over as the uh, executive director, is that Mrs. right? Mrs. President. That's correct. So the executive director of nonprofit Staten Island. And when you came in, you took what was a known brand on the island and, and turned it upside down. So we'd love to hear a little bit about your story, but before we get into that. First of all, before we do Raps Rant, can we talk about, Dan, for a second, that we're in a new location today? Can we we are. We're taking M so maybe that's the maybe that's my rant today. So Rap's rant is the new location and how Mike feels like since we're in his world that he could boss us all around. So we're here on location, the beautiful Techie Geek offices within the South Shore bid in Eltingville. So Mike, thanks for having us. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming. I appreciate being here. So, so today's rant. Talk a little bit about how your office space reflects your branding and marketing. So my office space clearly looks like it was designed by a 12-year-old kid. So that would clearly fit in the branding of the IT superheroes. And it's very important with everything that we do. It's the branding. Like even the coasters on the table that I don't know if you could see, but uh, we'll get a cut to. Spider-Man, which you can't see in the corner because we don't have a fourth camera. Next time you come, I'll get that. We do have a life-size Spider-Man. But throughout the whole office, branding is important. If we're going to be the real life IT superheroes, it's important that we get that feeling throughout the whole office and my team gets that feeling throughout the office. Let's get unbiased feedback. So Tatiana, is this your first time in the new office? This is not my first time in the office. This is my first time upstairs. And uh, I think that it looks wonderful. Uh, Branding. Does it reflect? Does it reflect the IT superheroes? Of course. He's getting good at this. There we go. <laughs> so I think... Uh, What's interesting about your branding too is that you also incorporate like a work-life balance and, and you create an environment for your staff that is fun to go to and it's different and it's unique. You operate in a very boring industry. What? <laughs> IT is boring? Who said that? But you, you make it fun, you know, and it's, it's cool. It'd be great to come and work here. So just to be honest, the arcade machines and pinballs machines are just there for show. I want you people to come when they believe that I give them a work-life balance, but they're not actually allowed to touch them or use them during work hours. They actually get demerit. No, that's just, I, it's funny because if you, if you were to go downstairs and surprise them, sometimes I walk down there and I'm like, if they're off a call, they've done everything they're supposed to, I really don't care what they're doing. And they'll be watching Twitch videos of people playing video games. They, they, they actually been their stream decks and who's playing video games down there. But as long as the work gets done, our clients are happy. I want them to, I want them to enjoy coming to work. You spend more time at work than you do at most of the time at home. That's true. That's true. I think all of us too that are sitting here, we've had the conversation about how work in this community becomes a lifestyle. It's not a job. It's part of what 
kind of who we become, right? For sure. So that was your. That was nice. <laughs> I like every time she talks. We she every time she speaks. We talk. <laughs> not us. I'm not. not us. I'm a, uh, uh, well, I get it. So you know, you Tatiana, you know, Dan alluded to you coming in and, and turning the Simfa style not for profit association upside down with a rebrand. You know, and anyone who, especially you, you, you know, rap working with other organizations, know a rebrand is extremely difficult. And I think you you pulled it off extremely well. Um, and it was a, a definitely a process. So talk about the process. Why the rebrand was that in place already as you were coming on board, and then how did you execute and plan that? But I, I don't mean to interrupt, but but he will. Can you tell us about the mission and everything as well before you get into that? Sure, sure. <laughs> so I pulled it up because everyone keeps telling me they don't know what nonprofits that island does. So just so you know, nonprofits that island provides resources, support, and advocacy for the boroughs, nonprofit leaders, and organizations to help strengthen our sector and meet the needs of our communities. So pretty broad to really talk about really um, being able to be there for the different pivots that need to be happening and just like the networking that happens in our community. Obviously on Sun Island, relationships are everything. So being like the chamber for nonprofits is essentially what we do, a place where it's a more niche, where if there's laws that are coming out that impact the nonprofit community, we're the first to put that out there. Uh, if there's opportunities for different nonprofits to work together and collaborate, we're also there to make sure that that's happening, even just to share best practices, ideas, things of that. And so um, I think what makes it special is that all these leaders are coming together Folks who you typically would think are uh, in competition with each other are coming together to not only share their best practices, share their resources, but also be vulnerable with each other and think about what services are being provided and what gaps there are in our community in terms of needs and, and how we can strengthen um, our community and really set the tone uh, for, for how we serve. So, How many members do you currently have? So we have over 150 members. This month alone, we added over 10. So Congratulations. Thank you. And we actually added uh, Staten Island University Hospital. So nice. I can officially say we go from the biggest, biggest to the smallest of the small. So that's... And how can a nonprofit true. get involved? So definitely either by joining us uh, and really seeing all the different events that we have coming up. I think in terms of getting involved, uh, whether that be providing us with uh, opportunities to showcase you, putting yourself on our uh, our calendar to make sure that we're highlighting those events and participating in our workshops, our trainings throughout the year and uh, just being in community with the different leaders and, and spreading the word of, about what we're doing. Yeah, and, they, and she throws some great events. I just went <laughs> to their mixer at the uh, Staten Museum and how many non-for-profits showed up to that one? It was a, a There was good, a lot. I showing. think it might have been just because it was free. Just because it was free? <laughs> I didn't get an invite, not saying anything. You're not a non-profit. Next, next time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, it was a great event, and you see so many non-for-profits getting together, uh, being there, you know, having drinks, seeing another beautiful you know, non-for-profit, the Style Museum. I haven't been there in years, so walking through and, and seeing that is great. It was a really fun time. But Thank this community, you. the community is filled. It's rich with nonprofits. I think there's there's like eight thousand nonprofits on Staten Island for a five hundred thousand person island. But 
the reality is what, like 1,700 of them are actually really active. Right. Uh, but there's a lot of opportunity there and, and support, I think, is important because a lot of people get into doing nonprofits for a, a cause that they're passionate about, but they don't know how to run a nonprofit. Yeah, and it's a lot more difficult than you would think. I, I hear from business uh, folks all the time, I'm going to start a nonprofit. I'm like, I don't know what kind of money you're trying to, <laughs> you know, like hide or something, but like there's a lot more that goes into running a nonprofit, having definitely more than just a mission and, and a board of directors, you know. So I think that uh, it's difficult work and, and really um, it is like regular business. So. It, 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 and there's definitely a lot of profits out there that say they're non for profits. And then when you actually go and pull up the status, <laughs> they never actually completed the, you know, they just say, oh, I'm going to be a non for profit, do a press release, put a board together, and never actually file paperwork. File paperwork. <laughs> or file or, half, half of them. <clears throat> or, or complete the audits that you're, you're you know, once, what's it, 50,000? Or there's a number, a financial yeah. number. Once you take in more, you now have to file audit and, you have so many, and that's where you are to educate them and help them to complete the process and understand that there's a way to do this legally. Right, right. You can't just say I'm a non-for-profit. Right, and I think another point to that is just different points of getting involved and like really understanding what um, involvement level you want to be at. And folks come to me and call all the time saying like, I really am passionate about X, Y, and Z, whether it be a disability cause or something like that. And it's, well, we have a whole host of organizations. Like, do you want to perhaps get back to one of them? And it's like, uh, just like being able to provide some of those services to, to folks who are looking to get involved or volunteer and uh, may, you know, think of things of how to serve in a different way. So it's, it's cool in that respect. What are some of the things you see the organizations or nonprofits tell you that they're facing that are the biggest difficulties when it comes to not specifically marketing and branding, but given the show marketing and branding, but what are some of the things that they come to you with like, we wish we had help with this, or we, we're not sure where to go with that? I don't think this is specific to the nonprofit community, but definitely hiring is the number one challenge right now. I, I joke about uh, hearing this so often, like, the idea that no one wants to work. No one wants to work. <laughs> you know it's true. No one wants to work. I think people want to work. You know, I, I think it's really, especially in the nonprofit sector, you're doing amazing work, backbreaking work, and the wages are sometimes not there. And there's this, like, struggle between uh, what folks ought to be getting paid and, you know, what contracts allow and where the market is, really. And so... You know, it could be a, a city contract, for example, wanting all these different requirements, let's say, to have a master's degree, to have all these different years of experience, to be able to provide those services, but then want to pay like $30,000, right. and it's not livable wages. And um, I think it really is about thinking about how to have a career in the nonprofit sector, especially as the largest employer of, um, of people here on the island, and, and just supporting that. I think, you know, we were talking earlier about COVID and oops, and talking about COVID and where we're, we're coming out of COVID and things are moving. And I think we're, it's going to help us, obviously, with everything. We spoke about this a few times, pros and cons of anything. I think it will help us ultimately with getting better talent mm -hmm. here in Staten Island because one thing COVID showed people is they don't want to commute. They don't want an hour and a half into the city and work and an hour and a half back and take a ferry. Time is very valuable and precious, right. and we want all the time we get. And we believed everyone was going to allow remote work, and mm -hmm. there was a lot of organizations doing that. 
but you're seeing at a major corporate level, you are seeing that pull back down. Right. And they want people back into the offices and they want, there's pros and cons of everything, but you're seeing a lot of that. What that's going to do is bring a huge amount of talent here on Staten Island who might be willing to take a slight pay cut. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get them for 30000 but you might be able to get that person that was making 130000 in Manhattan that says, you know what, maybe I'll take 110000 to stay in Staten Island, have a 10-minute commute, and not have to worry about moving in. So you will see a pool of talent open up here. That's amazing because we do have such talented, skillful people here on the island, and we should be keeping that talent here to build our community, to to pour into our community. I think all of us as leaders really set the tone for what it is that we want to see, what kind of community we want to live in. And I think it's very much our responsibility to set that tone and say, hey, you can live here on the island, make a living wage, and uh, you know, be home for dinner. And we deserve that as Staten Island. We're you know one of the five boroughs. And I think that sometimes that's forgotten like you have to go so far away and it's, it's like no yeah, yeah you can build in your own community and get paid to do that and, and, and you know it's meant the the effect of having manhattan next to us across the water from us it draws in many different ways people away whether it's jobs health care anything when that quality job that quality career health care all these different things that happen in staten island that we see every day not everybody has that same perception. So it is. It's a responsibility for us as leaders to, to communicate that. But And communicate that, but it's really you're marketing that. Right. You know, it's mm -hmm. another a business, a non-for-profit. Not only are you marketing to, you know, on a non-profit, you're marketing to your donors, the fun, your, your fundraising. Yeah. But as a for-business, we're marketing as well, just like a non-for-profit, to a talent pool. Right. When I put a job brick out there, I am marketing my business on hey here's why the perks of working with us you want to come and get yelled out when you touch your video <laughs> games or on the business day you get a spider-man uh, <laughs> well one of the big perks is every uh, they get their own uh, superhero character and they get a, uh, a superhero card but Those yeah cool. no they don't really care about that perk. they like the free coffee the coffee machine the candy the ability that you know i understand i've in my career i've worked for some amazing people and I've worked for some not people who are not amazing, and I and <laughs> not amazing. Just leave it back. Well, yeah. Some people that were not did not understand how to keep people happy and keep uh, you know and retain staff. And that was when I started my business. I realized I wanted to start my business in a way that people enjoy coming in here. I don't want them to. I want to be their friend. At the same time, I need them to respect me and know, hey. It is a business, but I market that, and that's why I'm able to retain and get good talent. And it's something that we all struggle with, right? If you just put a job description out there and it's just boring, it looks like every other, what sets you apart from the seat, the job seeker? Why are they going to come after yours? Back to the brand, right? Let's you un unveil this gorgeous new logo. Ta-da. Very Staten Island Central. That's where it's going. Very Staten Island Central. <laughs> We're selling Staten Island. Is that, is that what we're doing? But like, it really is about putting Staten Island on the map. And so for us, you know, I was really spending the last, the first few months. And so this process happened before me in terms of like the name. So we were known as the Staten Island Non-For-Profit Association. I was coming in and there was a middle of a transition, lots of different things that were going on. And it was funny because 
while, while I was having this interview with them, like, okay, so I'm going to be the graphic designer and the executive director and the finance person and the human resource person. But um, we're used to doing that in the nonprofit sector, playing so many, putting so many different hats on. And so I, I definitely had experience with uh, putting our logo on anything <laughs> that is uh, possible just to be able to give out some good swag to to keep people remembering what it is um, that you do or just like thinking of you. And so I had the opportunity to do that in, in my previous role and give out like try out a lot of different things from like OtterBox, like uh, power banks to mm -hmm. water bottles to just like different things is, you know, if you're giving out a pen, for example, it's like, how many pens can you have? Realtor. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thank but, you. you know, how many pens, how many slinkies, right. how many uh, bags right. are there? So you mentioned your former life. Yeah. So you have an impressive backstory. So can you just give us like a 30 second elevator pitch of pre-nonprofit Staten Island with dealing with millions of dollars in city contracts and yeah. having hundreds of people under you. Uh, Thank you. I think you job. did it for me, but I think <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the beautiful thing under. was uh, just being in workforce development. And, you know, obviously I, I raised up in the ranks and, and wore a lot of different hats. I started in the finance, but also working in a few different nonprofits here on the island. But, uh, you know, in the last row was like working in finance and working on one program, working on supervising multiple programs in a department and really being having the ability to add in different programming. So if you can if you can get it funded, you can do it. And so it was really wonderful where I was able to do some civic engagement. I was able to do some human development, even some work with some anti-violence stuff and uh, it was a lot of research, a lot of uh, time and uh, getting talent, right? And so for me, I always think of myself as like the ultimate coordinator of being able to get the right people in the room and let them do what they do good. And so I wouldn't take all the credit for that, but it was really just making sure that I had the right people who were educators, who were, you know, the networkers and the smoozers. And, and, and for me, what I found really useful was I can connect with certain people, but I also put myself around people that also had different networks than me and can connect to other people. So then when you put that all together, that works. Yeah, yeah it works. <laughs> One of the wonderful collaborations I was able to do in my previous role was work with Richmond Hood. And so one one thing there was I really wanted to work with organizations and companies and businesses that were Staten Island centric. I thought that that was so important. I thought, you know, we're really trying to promote Staten Island. You know, I'm not a Staten Island native, but I, I really consider, oh, no. I a, know. That's it, she's out. I know. I'm, I'm she, trying, she I'm trying. She lives on Staten Island. Who's yes. supposed okay. to look that up? Right. But it's been over 16 years, so I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm getting there. I'll never be, you know, Staten Islander, according to some people, but uh, in that. that here longer than me. <laughs> so in that sense, uh, I really felt like Staten Island was the first place I've ever called home. Um, I'm from Park Slope and coming here is gentrification. Coming here, I felt like, whoa, such a different world, like a world where there's like a community, that sense of like giving back, that sense of um, purpose. And uh, I thought it was really, really beautiful. And I went to school in the city for, you know, my career and stuff. And everyone would be like, you're from Staten Island. Yep. And I'm like, 
dude, it's not that bad, you know? And and I felt myself being a little ashamed about that at first. Like, no, I'm a Brooklyn girl at heart. You know, I'm just living here. And it, eventually, like, working and living on Staten Island, I'm like, this is something I'm going to embrace. Like, this is such a beautiful thing to have the city at your doorstep, you know? And But also have the idea of, like, having a suburban lifestyle, to have some air, to have really wonderful neighbors, to have that small niche community. Uh, and I think that's something to be celebrated. You know, I, we're, we're gonna take that brand in back. We're, um, we're known as the, the borough that is really about community and serving, I think, in my opinion. And so for me, when um, I was doing some of this, like branding things in the beginning, I really wanted to work with folks like, you know, you can go on whatever X, Y, and Z website and, and get something for a dollar, two dollars, you know. I know they have, well, I'm not going to plug any of those <laughs> brands, but you can probably print something that would be on your doorstep the next day, right? right? But like, if you want businesses to support you and give back to you, you also have the responsibility to pour in and, and provide them business as well. And so with that, it was... Um, Tariq, for example, with Richmond Hood, I was like, okay, it might be a little bit more expensive. And I know the city doesn't love that because they want you to do three bids and they want you to pick the cheapest one. And, right. you know, and it's like, yeah, but then it's just going to be another shirt that it's going to end up like in the garbage or something, or like you want it to be something that someone keeps for a while that, you know, we want to promote sustainability and stuff. So for me, it was about like, if you want it to be sustainable, you want it to be something that someone's going to cherish, someone's going to use and, and not collect dust. Cause I've had respectfully a lot of things that collects a lot of dust and I'm like, Oh, that's cute. You know, now I've gone into the process of like, no, 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 save that for somebody else. You know, that's my new line. But, um, <laughs> With that, I want something that's actually cool that like someone's gonna hold on to and like be like, oh my goodness, where'd you get that? Like, and can I have another one? Like, that's how you know it's good. So with the Richmond Hood stuff, like we were co-designing a lot of different things, and it, it ended up coming in like a perfect timing because when it ended up coming to this organization, we we're in the middle of a rebrand, so we had the name uh, already picked out. the The board had voted on that. There was like no no going. Um, against that because I thought it was a really cool name first but also like you have a whole board of executives <laughs> so like if they agreed on something we're gonna keep it and keep it moving but the logo was like you know that was um something that when we were looking at it it was like so many different versions and um I just knew this from my pre previous experience of doing a few logos for organizations like dude we need a cool logo like I can't go around with you know, like something that's whack. I'm I like, I'm going to brand this on everything. Like, you know, and so I, I want to be able to be proud to wear and not be like, oh, you know. And so we did a lot of research and we we're looking at different organizations that are similar to ours, um, that are associations. But really, when I looked at it and I was getting feedback from our members and our community, like, what do we do? Who are we? Like, what do we want to represent? And I kept it kept coming up like we want to be this niche group of nonprofits that are at the table that you know is about Staten Island and so for me I thought okay Staten Island and then you think about the other two like organizations that um, really bring people together so that's the chamber the SIDC for example so the chamber I actually had at that time went through a rebranding of their own I thought it was beautiful like and they took the bridge 
the SIDC has... They took the bridge. Like, they took the bridge. They took the bridge. They just yeah. took the bridge. The bridge was gone. Well, they took one bridge. You they know, were there's not, three others. I know, Couldn't but like, come on. Couldn't use the bridge again. <laughs> it's iconic. Like, you think Staten Island, you think Rarizano. Like, it's it's good marketing, you know? And with the SIDC, they have the outline of, of the island. Beautiful. Yeah. So I said, okay, what's left? The dump? <laughs> That was that would have been hard to illustrate. No. <laughs> I think I think they would have been really upset with that one. Like it is the current only holding world record on Staten Island. Don't say the, the G word. That's correct. <laughs> that is correct. No, that is a current that world record. Not for that long. Is. Dan, can you see it from space? I never asked you. Yes. You would know that. Supposedly. Hey, is that a myth? I've never been no, up there. That's hundred percent true. But <laughs> I thought it was is it a myth? No, you I believe it's you really like don't that. know. Right. It's a real thing. So, the, adv- the advent said it's true. Look it up. I'm not a reporter. That doesn't count. <laughs> off, off the record. So the ferry was the only thing that I thought, you know, I, I, when I was looking at this, I was like, okay, this is up for grabs. And I thought it really made sense because I feel like as a Staten Islander, we have such a unique view of the city. Like, And I biasly think that we also have like a actually physical look, you know, into the city. And so I think we have the most beautiful view. If you're in the city, you're looking at other buildings or you're looking at Jersey. If you're looking from Staten Island into the city, that's the money shot right there. So I really thought that the, the ferry was a beautiful analogy for us and it's free. A lot of the services that nonprofits provide are free for our community and it's reliable. So there was a lot of connections I was making with with the ferry and um, Lady Liberty. And so that's a unique view. And so one of the things that I thought was special, though, and it was a little bit of an argument of which way is the ferry going? <laughs> and so um, I think it's ambiguous enough to to see whether it's going into the city or coming from the city. So it's going to Manhattan. Is it? Yeah, sure. I think right. you- I think she wanted right. to come she to Staten Island. Island. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're bringing the best of you. Yeah. Know, well, no, doesn't the, does the statue look at Jersey or Manhattan? The statue looks at Brooklyn and, and Manhattan. Manhattan. So then it's going to Manhattan. Okay, well, whichever way it's going, it's it still doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it came from Staten Island, and we're it's pumping the- lots of money into Manhattan. And anyone right. who thought they could use the ferry as a logo, you've just taken it off the table like the bridge. So Thank it's gone. you. And, and, I, and I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of the ferry because when I think of the ferry, I think of Spider-Man rescuing the ferry and Spider-Man homecoming. So Of course you do. But of course <laughs> I do. Hey, I got to fit the brand. Makes you know, I'm going to tell that to the executive team and, and say that we did the perfect job because of Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. he helped to rescue the ferry and Spider-Man Homecoming. That should be the logo reveal. <laughs> you can see him in the, right in the logo. Yeah. <laughs> see, we, Techie Geek could Look do a window. joint logo reveal with Spider-Man cutting through the ferry. I think what's important, though, is everything that she said about the logo and what, who was it, Brian, we had on a couple yes. times, uh, a couple weeks ago, rather. And he made the point that there are many organizations, for-profit, non-profit, and everyone in between, that put no thought into a logo. Mm. And yet, you had a two- to three-minute story about the effort that went in and the meaning and the symbolism of it. And to me, that's very important because now hearing what you just said, it means more to me. Like, I got it. I understood what it meant. But hearing why you picked it and what it means in and of itself is, is interesting. You know, you didn't just put it into a Canva and press a button and hope for something to come out. No, and actually, Richmond Hood, you know, Tariq actually helped me uh, 
create this from scratch. And so it was, you know, again, like working on relationships of I've had so much projects that we worked on together. So it's like a seamless uh, going back and forth. And I can be really honest with him and say, dude, that does not look like a fairy, you know, and there was so many different versions before this that I really wanted to get it right because it was one of my first projects as executive director. And I report to executive directors, like my whole board is executive directors. So they're very passionate, smart, and just bosses. Like, so it's really hard to please them. And it was literally all of them said yes, voting. And I didn't pay them you off. You knew you had to win. Yeah. You knew you had to win. How, how, many, how, how, long, how big is your board? We have 19 board members. So you have 19 executive directors, alpha dogs, who are all in charge. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, they were really pleased, but this was a lot of different um, takes to get to this, you know, and we had different versions of it. And, you know, we actually had different designers. We had, this was our third designer um, coming into it. And for me, again, I really have worn some really respectfully whack logos that I'm like, oh yeah, like this is so cool. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so ugly. We're trying to make fetch happen. But it makes a difference. Yeah, right? it makes yeah. a difference. And there like, are people and organizations who have terrible logos. We're not going to name them. It's fine. <laughs> but but the importance is that I don't think people realize that it is important. It's, yeah. it's it, the introduction. It's it, what you see. It's what you take away. It's what it's, you leave with. And it's, not, it's an introduction. And then like we spoke about swag. Mm-hmm. The whole point of swag is longevity. I want people to wear my shirts and use my swag because then your logo is being paraded around town. If, you're, if you have an ugly logo, what's going to happen? They're going to get this cup and be like, uh, and throw it out. Right. But if it's something fun, they might use that cup. And now if they're at another business meeting with someone, someone goes, oh, that's a really nice cup. Oh, oh, techie geek. Nonprofits that island, right? right? They want to go back and look it up. Two stories. One is, uh, you know, someone was like, oh my goodness, you spent so much money on umbrellas. Like, what was your deal? And there were golf umbrellas and they were the color, um, really bright color. I was like, this is genius, y'all. Like, you're, you don't realize how, like, you're going to see these all over the place. Like, it was a really bright color, yellow. And, like, it was just, when I kept seeing them, I was like, oh, money worth it. Because first of all, using it, and it's re- it was a really nice quality that it wasn't going to break away, you know, with a few little gusts of wind and stuff. And then the second one was um, we did these shirts, like, and they were really quality shirts. And I remember like, going back and forth with uh, Tariq from Richmond Hood. I'm like, dude, like, but like the string, it has to be like a good string and like the quality. And like, he's like, you're not even a fashion like student or something like calm down. I'm like, no, it has to be like good quality. I need to be able to wash it a few times. And it was, it was great because two years later I'm like walking down the street and I see like a sweater that we gave out like over two years ago. And I'm like, Oh, that's like, that's pretty cool. Like, and I was like, I don't really know how that person got that shirt though. Or that sweater. <laughs> <laughs> but so, the brand was walking around. That's correct, all that matters. Correct. So what's next for nonprofit Staten Island? Yeah, I think we're going to definitely work on having some cool swag. Um, but more importantly, it's about the visibility, you know, and I think that that's, uh, that's the important part because my job, I think, is to really bring attention to the nonprofit sector on Sun Island, make sure that folks understand, like, what services are, are being provided here, and uh, really just highlighting the work that's being done because I know for me, like, being on the ground for so many years, like, you're doing one job, you know, in terms of me, I was finding employment, right? And 
there are so many different other jobs that you end up having to do. Like, you can't get a job if you don't have housing, if you don't have someone to take care of, if you have kids, if you don't have food. So it's like being able to be that networker and be like, okay, that's your job, but like here are the other things that people are doing that can supplement your work and like here's how you can partner and uh, because no one has time to do that, right? Where it's like if I'm focusing on my craft and doing my job like and everyone else is doing the same, like it's really about coming together as a community, providing those resources and, and sharing like those ideas, but also sharing the services. Like, hey, you can go here for this and you can go there for that. And, you know, and just celebrating because I think coming out of COVID, just, I think people are tired. And I just want to remind folks that like, there are some, some really amazing things that have happened, collaborations, just partnerships, people really being together and like supporting each other. And for me, it's about telling those stories. So something like the event that we had at the Staten Island Museum, it was just highlighting the work that's happening. You know, that was a beautiful exhibit of Staten Island artists who uh, were able to exhibit their work. And for me, just putting that spotlight. And it was interesting because a lot of the folks in that room have never been there. And so that's what I want to do. Make sure that the visibility is on our nonprofit sector. Make sure that when we're talking about solutions, we're talking about addressing our needs, that they are very much at the table and, and that folks have access because we're using, you know, taxpayer dollars for these services. Like, so if we want to make the best of our taxes, right, it's about making sure that, you know, folks are actually doing something with it, that we're not just pissing away money, but that we're really providing and serving each other. Yeah, meeting the mission. Yeah, meeting the mission. So we have some cool um, cards here. I have like a, a tablecloth. And uh, it's not a tablecloth, it's a billboard for a television, a television billboard. <laughs> it's a television cover for yes. outdoor, outdoor television cover. And these beautiful pins that like, um, that were, were made. So, I mean, for me, it's about like supporting our local businesses. And so that, that is a big one too. Where can people learn more about you? We haven't touched on that. Where oh, nonprofits.island.org. How about socials? So same thing, nonprofits on island. Um, Good for you. Yeah. You know how many people don't have it that way? And we talk about it every week. Yeah. You know, we're there might be some abbreviation, nonprofit SI, but uh, if it's not, if the handle is too long. But yeah, we got lucky. I actually, we have a time for more story. There was this um, <clears throat> on Facebook is the only one that was kind of like, I wanted to put the whole name on there. But uh, someone, it was interesting. Someone had taken that domain, like the username, the same day I started. I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were such a nice person. I'll give it back. <laughs> now that I've met you, I'll give Wait, it back. Wait, I'm not even done. Don't sell it to you. Don't, don't look up the who is. Do Wait, I, I DM'd them. I was like, hello, excuse That's me. That's why I'm telling you. I'm sorry. I'll show you the DM. I was like, well, I didn't what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, this is my organization name. Can you give it back? And they were like, it was a back and forth. So whoever you are, please give us our name back. It's right here. I'll, 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 give, it back to you. I'll give it back to you. I didn't know. In fairness, I didn't know. <laughs> well, listen, thank you. We appreciate you coming out here. Uh, gents, you got any parting comments? No, you know, the final part. Being a, seeing the, being a part of SNMFA before you took over and now nonprofits that I own, you were definitely doing an excellent job in branding and getting out there. Are you playing me off? So, <laughs> so but no, it's thank been, you. I see it all over. You're out in the community yesterday. 
Uh, I know you, you're speaking to business came to our social. You're doing exactly what you need to do in helping the brand and market the business. So Thank you. I appreciate that. Right. I will I will sell you back your domain. We'll talk about it offline. <laughs> I'll give you everything you need. But uh, I've actually never had the privilege of formally talking with you. I've seen you at many events, but it was a pleasure to meet you and talk to you. Uh, and I'm excited about the fact you said you're going to allow or in the future create tiers that for-profit entities can become involved with that. So I'm looking forward to seeing that, and I invite anyone listening or watching to check that out and get involved. So Tatiana Arguela, again, thank you for uh, the nonprofit for Staten Island for coming on today. I'm Dan Ryan, and we're M-Squared. That's a wrap.